Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe? Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner right now. On this week's episode of Be More Super, the podcast, uh, we've got a great guest. Uh, is starring currently in one of my family's favourite show on Netflix. It's Country Comfort. It's the awesome Eric Balfour. Eric, welcome to the show, my man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure to have to have you on. And you know what? What a show! It's absolutely fantastic. But before we get on with talk talking about how awesome your new show is, <laughs> how is everything? You know, with 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 you because obviously, you know, I like to do a check in with the guests in regards of lockdown and and coronavirus yeah. and everything like that. So, how are you and your family? We we are we are blessed. Um, that, you know, we've had the opportunity, we got to, you know, we've, we've gotten to stay home a lot during quarantine and we've gotten to spend lots of time together. Um, you know, we live in Los Angeles. I grew up, uh, here. Um, my family's from, from Boyle Heights, from East LA. Um, and so a lot of people, you know, in those, in, in that neighborhood and a lot of other neighborhoods across the city didn't have, you know, the, the luxury that we did where it was like, oh, it's scary outside. Let's stay home. Um, we have a yard to play in and a park nearby that never really closed. Um, so we were really lucky. There were so many people, you know, who were confined to small apartments and had kids. And I, 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 I feel my heart goes out to them because I don't know how you, I don't know how you handle this like that. Like it was so hard, so hard, and like so many people just didn't even get to stay home. They had they had to go drive a truck or work at a grocery store or work at a hospital. And, and so we've had it really, really easy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like we, we, we were lucky. So it's been all right. It's been all right. Um, you know, fortunately, Los Angeles is, you know, we're seeing the cases go down. Um, I'm, I'm nervous, you know, um, with what we're seeing in, in France and Italy and seeing how the new variant is, uh, putting them back on lockdown. And I don't know, every other time we've seen what's happened in Europe a few weeks later, a month or so later, it ends up happening here. So while everyone's really optimistic right now, and I am too, um, I am still worried that we're not out of the woods yet. Um, mm. uh, fortunately, mm. my wife and I are both have gotten our first uh, vaccine shots. We get our second one um, like in a week. So... And good. did you have a how reaction you, how are you with guys? the vaccine? Did you have a no. reaction with the vaccine? No. No, not at all. I know, like the new. Uh, <laughs> it's like asking somebody what kind of car they drive. Like, which uh, which vaccine did you get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because oh, I, I had. I got the Moderna. What did you get? Did you? Um, I got the AstraZeneca. <laughs> but um, oh, I was. Are you all right? I, how's that? Well, how's that well, working out for you? Saying that six hours after ha actually having the jab. My temperature was over forty, and I, I I couldn't walk for like two days. I was really oh, really man. bad off. Um, yeah. But do you know what? It's worth it. Not having a great week. No, they're they're having no. a rough time right now. Yeah, um, but thing is, I mean, the vaccines are good and they're there for a reason. I suppose 
the risk, you know, outweighs, you know, anything, you know, if we need to get into a good place, we need to be vaccinated. And I, I, I suppose, yeah, I mean, the millions and millions of people that have been vaccinated, you know, there are going to be side effects with anything, you know, which, yeah. you know. I just, you know, I think we've gotten to this place in the world. It's not just here in America. I mean, you guys have it just as much there where we, we become so polarized in choosing sides you know, that we no longer have the ability to be like, yeah, well, maybe I don't think every vaccine is necessary, but that doesn't mean that they are all bad. It doesn't, we don't have to, you know, we, we've somehow gotten to this place in the world where it's like, it's all or nothing on everything. You either eat organic or you don't, you know, you, you, you either take vaccines or you don't. You either, you know, it's like all of this, you know, it's like people need to learn to be flexitarians. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just chill out, definitely. Just a and and I was watching Netflix the other night, and uh, me and my wife was watching that documentary, that Sea Spiracy. Um, yeah. And wow, wow. Do you know you what? Know, that is uh, an unbelievable program. The the team at Sea Shepherd, um, Paul Watson and his entire crew, and all those guys, they've been talking about this for so long, um, and it, it's interesting because. For some some people who who've been involved in in this issue for a long time, we're like, we've been saying this, but when you see it, the the reason the documentary is so powerful is because we really you it was able to capture these things up close and to really see the devastating effects that we are are doing um, to our oceans and and it's it's really simple. I mean, Paul Watson says it all the time: if our oceans die, we die. Exactly, and. And, and people just just ignore it and um you know I, you know the work that the sea, sea shepherd does i mean i've watched quite a few documentaries about them and i think they're an awesome or organization they are and, they and are. there was a point when i was younger that i wanted to volunteer to you know to be on one of the you boats still can. And, well i can't i'm married married with kids so uh i don't think the wife wife would let me uh go away for a couple of months maybe not, maybe not. or maybe yeah. But someday, someday. Hey, how old are you, how old are your kids? Um, so I've got a three-year-old uh, called Cara and a seven-year-old called Lois. And I've got two wow. girls. And currently on lockdown, literally zombies on Disney Plus has been on repeat and repeat and repeat. And my three-year-old does full-out dance routines while steering me down because I've got to watch her do these dance routines. She's only three. And like she's proper pulling out the moves, and if and if I don't look at her, she stops. So so I've I've had to endure a lot of dance dance routines while being stared at by a three year old. So I don't I, know how I, you've I, been going. Get it. No, I get it, man. Like my, my son is two and a half. He's almost at that same age, and he's just like the other day he walked up to me, stuck out his hand. He was like, "Nice to meet you." Nice to meet you. I was like, "Hi, nice to meet you." Where did you learn that? Um, he's ama it's amazing. Yeah, he's uh, the, the big one lately has been um, Daddy Doctor. Um, he's he's he has he has ailments all the time. Yeah, the other day was he got bit by a bumble. He got bit by a bumblebee about a year ago. Um, right. It still it still plagues him. It still plagues him to this day. Every every couple of these like Daddy Doctor, Daddy Doctor, ouch, bumblebee, bumblebee, sting, sting. I'm like, okay, let's fix it, man. We gotta. So there's been uh, yeah, I get it.
and you go through hundreds of plasters um, at that age as well because they want to plaster on every single part of their body at some point. Yeah. But um, yeah. but now I'm glad that you're doing well and and you're surviving um, this horrid COVID. And the great thing, um, you know, there is a positive that's come out of this pandemic is is that we've got a great show to be able to escape all this madness in the world <laughs> and when it got advertised uh, country comfort i looked at it and i saw the cast and i thought this looks amazing because i quite like a bit of country music i really do and so you know i thought i'll sit down with the wife and we couldn't stop watching it we couldn't stop so if you can explain who you play and what the show is about yeah ab absolutely so country comfort um is uh, a musical comedy that stars Catherine McPhee, really, and she's incredible in the show. Um, and Catherine plays a, a young woman who's in a band that wants to be a country star, and her boyfriend, Boone, played by myself, um, they have dreams and aspirations of being you know, country music stars. And at the beginning of the series, my character, Boone, um, like, like many dumb boys, um, which we tend to be, uh, thinks that he needs to make a change in his life and that um, their musical partnership just isn't working anymore and he needs to try something else. And um, that sets um, uh, Bailey's character off on, on, a, on a new journey and she sort of tries to find her way in the world and she meets this family who's recently lost their mother and they loved music as much as, as Bailey does, and she becomes their nanny. Um, and the show was created by um, Karen Lucas, who's an incredible writer and just, I mean, just an amazing um, person. She, she, she brought such incredible energy to, to, to the scripts, to the show, to the set. Um, you know, she, she was the life of, 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 of this show. So um, the show is, is magic. It really is. It's 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 kind and it's sweet and it's funny and 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 it's it's got heart. Um, mm. And it was such a for me it was it was it was such a dream come true to um, to get to to be a part of it because I, look my first love is music. Um, I grew up a musician and grew up you know playing in bands and trying to be a rock star and um, and acting just you know I I I loved being an actor. Um, but it would also, it was, it wasn't so much of a choice. I, my acting career did better than my music career. So that was the way I went. Um, but to get to now come full circle and, and do a show that encompasses music, um, and comedy. I mean, you know, I've, I've spent so much of my career, you know, doing action-y stuff or supernatural stuff or, you know, all of these other things, dramatic stuff that it, it's been such a joy to, to look, it's, it's good for the soul when you spend your day trying to make people laugh. It, there's no way, it, there's no way it can't be. So I just had, I, I, yeah, I just, I can't say enough good things about the show. And, and I, I mean, it's really interesting because we all talked about it a lot. Like, well, how are people in other countries going to react to this, to this, setting and the these characters that are very specific to to our culture in america to you know obviously especially in in the south and midwest you know i think he's even more relatable mm. obviously but I, we weren't sure like we're like 
are people in Spain and Germany and UK and Europe and, and, and you know, in South America, are they going to, are they going to get it? Is it going to be fun for them? And it's so cool to hear that. Like, I guess it's yeah. no different than, yeah. than us, you know, like, I mean, for me, it was like watching the original office. Like, yes, the original. I, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, yes. not that, don't get me wrong. I have a couple friends on the new one. So, I, and I really like them. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing against them. Um, but there, there is no, there is no, there is, there is no comparison to the original office. Anything. I mean, extras is like, yeah. extras is amazing. I mean, Ricky Gervais is amazing. But, but, um, but, but the thing is, American comedy has always been received quite well over in the UK. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of UK com comedy, I think, can get lost in translation because we use a lot of sarcasm in in our comedy and a lot of our comedy is quite dry but i've got to say country comfort you know it's such an hilarious show and when you said it's got heart it has because it's the only show that i've watched that i've laughed one second and had, and had a tear the next second because there were parts in that uh, especially with one episode when a country star gets brought into it that yeah. got me to tears. It really did. I had a bit of a man cry, and um, yeah. but it, but, it, but it's great to have that. It really, really is. Well, that you know, that's the thing. I think you know, like um, really great comedy. When you think about, I mean, look, look, you not to harp on it, but you think about The Office. I mean, you think about mm. the, the 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 nuances of what was going on in that show, and and oftentimes I I find that American comedy can be sort of. We, we we can be much more slapsticky in some ways, you know, and, and sort of and what I loved about what Karen wanted to do with this show is that that it, it it walked this beautiful line of of having sincerity and having really truthful moments about family and about loss and about relationships and, and so and they weren't they never were afraid. Like there were definitely some episodes where I went, Are we making this too heavy? Is this okay? Like I think it's good, but maybe. And they were like, "No, we love it." And so it was cool. It was awesome. And what and what was the cast like? Because the cast is phenomenal. And I've got to say, the youngest girl looks exactly like my daughter, my 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 three year old. Piper. Uh, Piper. Yeah. yeah. What what what, um, what was it like working with all of them? So you know, um, Catherine and Eddie are um, are really nice, um, but the kids are just awful, terrible. Evil little creatures. Just, I mean, ah, who? We, I, I we're mean, with kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have. I mean, never again. <laughs> no, that, I mean, actually, like, you know, I've, you know, it, it, teenagers and the entertainment industry is just a recipe for disaster. Um, but fortunately, these kids. I mean, a, they're all. Every single one of them is so freaking talented. I mean. Um, and they all were just the loveliest, most grateful. Um, and, you know, like, um, um, you know, Griffin, um, his dad, you know, obviously is, has a very famous career in his own right. And so, he, you yeah. know, like you kind of, you kind of, I almost would wonder, like, you know, maybe he would be a little bit jaded and, you know, but not at all. They were all so grateful to be there every single day um, and dedicated um, mm -hmm. you know, I can't, I mean, I, I had a couple conversations with Shiloh, um, 
because she, you know, she took what she did really seriously. And sometimes to the point where I, I, I even had to say to her a couple of times, like, this has to stay fun. Like, you're, yeah. you're, you're so young. You have plenty of time for this to be a job. Yeah. You have plenty of time to deal with, with the hardships of being an entertainer. Just, just have, this is, this is movie camp right now and enjoy it. Cause this is a blast. And, but they all were dedicated and sweet as, as buttons and, but sweet as buttons. That's not even, just, wait, is that a thing? Sweet as a button. No, sweet as a, sweet as, I don't know what I was trying to say there. I, I feel like I'm close to something, but I, I don't know what you, you know. <laughs> I knew I knew what you were getting at. It's fine. I'm it's turning fine. into my wife. My wife. <laughs> oh, dangerous ground. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no, it's okay. She admits it. She okay. she changes analogies and metaphors and colloquialisms all the time, and you're just like, I'll be. She, I'll be like, well, you know, like we just won't like. Don't worry, like, we don't have to say what, we don't have to tell everyone what happened. You know, we don't have to, like, talk about it. Like, let's just keep it between us. And she's like, yeah, totally. When in Rome, right? I'm like, <laughs> wait, do you mean, do you mean when in Rome, do, do you mean what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? She's like, yeah, like, when in Vegas, when in Rome, when in Vegas. I'm like, no, totally oh. different, totally different <laughs> things. She's like, oh. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. Like, when in Rome is, like, do what, as the Romans. All oh, right. She's like, when in Vegas, like, what happens? Okay. Yeah, they're totally different. I'm like, yeah. Um, she did, Yeah, she does that all the time. I'm like, we're good. And that's really the woman you're going to spend the rest, re rest of your life with. So uh, And I love her for it. She's, it's adorable. Exactly. Exactly. Wouldn't, wouldn't, I change, mean, wouldn't I change it for a thing. I confuse my wife all the time by using long words. It's great. And she hasn't got a clue what they are. It's fantastic. When we get into an argument, she says that I become a headmaster and I become a politician. And I'm like, oh, dear. You all of a sudden have a very big, you have a very big vernacular at that point. Yeah, yeah. But we've got a uh, fan question from uh, Instagram from Jaina. Um, she's asked, uh, what was your favorite scene on Country Comfort? Um, oh, that's a tough one. I, I actually think, um, my favorite scene was, um, there was, there was in episode eight when, um, we were being filmed by the camera crew for the, uh, Rocky Top competition. Um, I, I thought that that sequence with all the kids and there, when we were running into the living room and everything was falling apart and they were getting terrible footage. I, that's the scene for me. And this may sound strange because it's not sort of the biggest scene for me and certainly in the series, but it reminded me that the sort of the, the, the snappy bounce and sort of, it reminded me of being a part of those scenes that I saw guys like Hugh Grant do in, in movies and, and Robin Williams and, and just this sort of really bouncy John Ritter, who I, I just, you know, a, a lot of, you know, it's, it's so sad because so many mm -hmm. um, younger uh, actors and just younger people in general don't know who John Ritter is. And he was such a comedic genius. Um, I was actually, I, 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 I don't know his kids very well, um, but I, I, I think I can tell this story. I, I ran into one of them um, on a beach one day and my wife actually grew up with them and we were saying hi and, and I, I so badly 
wanted to say to them like, oh my, your dad is like an idol to me. You know, people who don't know, John Ritter was the star of Three's Company, which was a, a, an American sitcom in the 70s and 80s. And, um, and, and while he had the most, he had an incredible career. He, I mean, mm. nothing against his, no. He just, he, for some reason, I don't know that young people today, he, he sort of doesn't have the same sort of zeitgeisty, um, you know, fame of maybe a Robin Williams or, or John Candy or Steve Martin or someone like that, but he should, because he's mm. just, uh, he was amazing. And so I love yeah. that scene. I love that sort of the, the physicality of it and the way that everyone was having to bounce and be in time together. And um, yeah. I just love that about comedy. I mean, that's, for me, doing comedy is, is, is really my favorite thing because it's so, it's so challenging because you can just one little slip up timing wise and the joke doesn't land. It's not right. And it's why I love British comedy, especially because it is so much of, about the dry humor and the sarcasm and the subtlety. Um, it's not, you know, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, I suppose there's faulty towers and, and, and Monty Pythons, but, um, for the most part you think of, I mean, I'm trying, um, um, I guess, I mean, I was about to say like, uh, except for little Britain, I mean, little Britain's pretty, <laughs> where, where, whatever happened to little Britain? I miss little Britain. Little Britain is Where's off air. They're literally at the moment, they're trying to, um, take a lot of shows off air and some mothers do have them. I don't know if you've ever heard of that show. It's got Michael Crawford in it, who's a big sort of West End star. Yeah. And he, he was in Vegas for a while. Uh, they're trying to take that out off the air because of a homo homophobic slur uh, in the show. I, to be honest, I, I think certain shows need to change. But I personally... I, I just think they, could, they they can't take everything off TV. Do you know what I mean? I can understand yeah, certain have, things being it, taken off, but it's it's challenge. It's hard. Like, look, I get it. It's it's not it's not always easy. Like, but life is life is it's never nothing is simple and clear cut. No. You know, life is messy, and so yeah, I, I do. I think I do think there has to be. Um, we, you know, we, again, it goes back to that sort of, you know, polarization of context. Context matters. You know, mm. intention matters. You know, like if a a comedian makes a joke, and maybe it does, maybe it crosses a line, maybe it's inappropriate, maybe it goes too far. That's part of, you know, like that's look, that's part of what comedians do. That's what part of what life is. You know, you push the boundaries, you see how far you can go. And sometimes you overstep it. And there's a big difference between somebody crossing a boundary because they meant to hurt someone mm -hmm. and somebody just not knowing that, you know, sometimes, sometimes you don't know the line is there until you walk over it. Yeah. yeah. That's just life. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's, it's great hard. that country com comfort doesn't cross any lines, uh, which no, is good because <laughs> it's just wholesome family viewing. Um, how how difficult how difficult was it to film the scenes with you performing? You know, singing. Um, you know, was that how 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 did they actually film that? Because it just seemed seem seamless. It just looked fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was not. You know, I think, I mean, obviously Catherine has even more experience probably than I do performing live as a, as a musician. I mean, I've, I've, you know, she's been on tour a lot more than I ever have. <laughs> um, but, you know, I grew up 
a musician. I grew up performing. I grew up on stage. So it, it felt very comfortable and natural. Um, you know, you are singing to, to playback. You're basically lip syncing, mm. you know, mm. on the stage. So that's always a little weird. And, and, and then unlike a, you know, a traditional, let's say, stage performance where, you, you know, you really you make sure it works for you as an artist. There were there were a couple performances like where the stage was about like the size of of you know didn't even fit us both, and we're like they've got a drum kit on there they've got you know guitars and keyboards we're like where do I put the arm of my guitar my guitar neck because I'm gonna clock someone in the head so you were trying to sort of make those moments look comfortable, um, but it was it was it was a it, look I had a blast getting to getting to stand side by side and sing with Catherine is. She's just, she's, she's fire. She's awesome. Yeah, she's absolutely awesome. Because I can remember, was it American Idol that she won? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think she, I don't think she, yeah, let's, you know what? It's American Idol. Yeah, I'm not sure actually, because I can remember seeing her for the first, very first time on American Idol. she She was definitely on American Idol. And as far as we are concerned, she won. Yes, she took part, and uh, yes, she did a good job. <laughs> um, do we know if we're getting season two of, um, you know, Conjure Kun- 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 Comforts? Are we getting a? I have season? not heard anything official, but are you kidding me? How could they not do a season two? They have to. I know. They, I know. they will. They will. There's no. I mean, I. I mean, I would be. I would be shocked if they didn't do a season two. I mean, but I, it's just knock on, knock on wood somewhere, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's fantastic, and fingers crossed, we do get a season two. Um, so while I've got you here, it will be rude not to just mention a few other projects that you've done, which I think are, are awesome as well. Uh, the first being Skyline. So in 2010, we saw this wonderful film come out, and a couple of weeks ago, I had the writer Liam O'Donnell on the show. It's as my well. boy. Because he's gone on to do this, yeah, beyond yes. Skylines and Skylines. And um, I've got to say, what an awesome movie. And from what Liam described, it was quite a low-budget mo- mo- movie. What what was it like working on it? Because it was just well, astonishing when, what he was telling me about it. When we made the original Skyline, it was made for almost no budget. And I actually think one of um, the things that, that ended up being a challenge for the movie is that when the movie, we, we made it for nothing. We actually mm. made it in, in Colin and Greg, the director's um, apartment in Marina Del Rey. Like we moved into their apartment and made the movie there. Um, when they sold it to Universal, you know, Universal, you know, loved it. And they were, you know, incredibly excited about it. But instead of necessarily, you know, sort of just saying this was a movie made, this is the, the Blair Witch Project of sci-fi movies, of alien invasion movies, they, they went, it looks incredible and it looks huge. Let's make it a huge tentpole movie. Mm. But it really wasn't. It really was this really small, tiny little movie made for no money. And so the people who sort of walked into it knowing that were really impressed and went, wow, how did they pull this off? The people who went in and saw the Universal Studios Globe and Brett Ratner's company name and, you know, and um, Relativity went, doesn't seem like that big a movie. It's all took place in an apartment. Like, so what? So it was really interesting to see. I I wish they had been more vocal 
about what it actually mm-hmm. was. Um, and, you know, like you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, but he's awesome. Thought, everyone I, thought it was I, it's cool. You know what? From from the effects to the way it, the way it was filmed, I just think that it's fantastic. And the critics obviously, you know, believed what the studios were telling everyone before they saw it. But it still holds holds up as a, a you know a great sci fi movie. I mean, yeah. how difficult was it? Because a lot of the visual effects it weren't sort of green screen. It was practical. <laughs> practical. How 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 fun was that to act? I mean, how many of those creatures were real? I mean, did um, none. Visible... None of the creatures none. were real, but we wow. were. You know, it was. I mean, I was covered in black, gooey gut. We were, but we really were on the roof of that building. You know, fifty stories up in the air, and you know, running around the roof on helipads. And um, it's. I mean, it's 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 being a kid again. You get to make believe, and you have fighter jets. That aren't there flying over your head and almost hit you, and you have, you just, it's a blast. It's, awesome. I mean, it's a blast. I mean, it's like, it's but no, a there perfect... was, it was, ten, it was tennis balls, tennis balls on sticks, and uh, um, some rubber tires, <laughs> I think, and uh, that's about it. And that just shows how good of an actor you are because <laughs> I would have believed they were really there. <laughs> so, um, so moving on. Um, 24 for me is absolutely one of the best uh, series that's that's been on TV and uh, I've had the pleasure of already interviewing Xander Berkeley um, and uh, James Morrison and tomorrow I'm interviewing Carlos Bernard uh, as oh. well from from the show uh, you play Milo Pressman and you featured in season one and six Um you know, obviously, in season one, what was the audition process like for Twenty Four? Uh, because it was a new show. I mean, you didn't know anything about it at that point. I mean, you know, honestly, like it—it it wasn't until I came back in season six that I understood what it was. I mean, it, it, mm. in season one, I don't know. I was just like, all right, cool. I, I mean, I—I I knew I was a big fan of Kiefer Sutherland. I liked Flatliners, and I thought Young Guns. I mean, Young Guns is still to this day one of my favorite movies ever. Um, but, uh, it wasn't until I came back in season six that I, you know, all of a sudden every week there was like a new basketball player or a celebrity who wanted to come visit the set and see what CTU looked like. And it wasn't until then that I was sort of like, wow, this is kind of a big deal. And, and was it quite good fun working on the show? Yeah, it was a blast. I mean, you know, it was, it was, you know, you, you learned, I learned from season one to season six, a, a few good lessons about like, make sure you really like your outfit for the season. Cause there's a very good chance that you will be in it every single day for like nine months. Um, and, and actually I remember um, Marisol Nichols, who was in season six with us, who, who is an amazing human being. I remember walking by one day when she was doing her first uh, wardrobe fitting. She's like, hey, Balfour, what do you think of my outfit? I'm like, yeah, you look great, man. She's like, yeah. She's like, I'm like, but just make sure you're comfortable. She's like, no, it's really comfortable. They put uh, in, my, in my dress shirt, they put little buttons so that my shirt buttons into my pants so it never comes untucked. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like four <laughs> months later, she was like, damn it. I have to pee again. And every time I have to pee, I got to unbutton all these buttons and button them. I'm like, 
I, I warned you. <laughs> funny you say that. Funny you say that. I've actually got Kiefer Sutherland's shirt and jeans from season five. Uh, that he wears wow. all all the way through. Uh, that I got 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 from our sponsors at Prop Store, and um, yeah, I I suppose you don't think of that that you choose your outfit and then for the whole twenty four episodes, <laughs> or or depending on how long you last uh, within that season, um, you know you've 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 got that out outfit on. But what's your fondest memory of working on the show? Because the characters around you and obviously the actors are, are superb i mean have you got one mo moment that just you absolutely love honestly like my my favorite moment was um didn't happen on set um it was actually when uh my band was playing at a at a local club in in hollywood called the viper room um and Kiefer came out uh to see us one night um and i know how hard um, he worked every day and how many hours he worked and it meant a lot. That was honestly, that was kind of the biggest moment. I felt I was really grateful. That was cool. Cause and what he's, was a big like? he's a big musician. Um, you know, oh. he loves music. And, and so for him I've to actually come been out to see him twice in concert. Oh, cool. Um, and I've, I, I met him af af afterwards as well. And his music's fantastic. Uh, again, yeah. very country vibe to it. But what, yeah. what what was it like working with Kiefer? Because you know James James Morrison's got nothing but but wonderful things to say about about him. But this is off the back of something I read about with Freddie Prince Jr. Ab absolutely, you know, slating Kiefer for you know his his way on set. Did did you experience anything like that? Um. I didn't know. I actually haven't heard anything about that, so I don't know what 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 Freddie said. But um, no, I mean mm. the truth of the matter is, Kiefer takes what he does really seriously. He's really dedicated to it. I mean, I can tell you if I messed up a line in a scene before before the script supervisor could give it to me, Kiefer would give it to me. He knew my lines. He knew everyone's lines. He wow. was he was yeah. he was just. And was he, he could be intense on set, um, but that's only because he, he, he loved what he, he, he loves what he does and he loved doing it and he was good at it. Um, the minute, you know, in the mornings or after set, he'd be out in the parking lot with a, a lasso and a, you know, trying to wrangle a, a, a metal cow thing <laughs> and was a blast. He, you know, he played chess with him and he'd hang out and he was, Kiefer's awesome. Um, I never had that, you know, I never had a bad experience with Kiefer. He fucking just worked hard and loved what he did. So that's good to hear, because uh, you know he just seems a nice, nice guy to me. And obviously, you don't always get on with the people you work with, you know, in no, everyday no, jobs. I, so you know, I've had yeah, I've had plenty of situations where it just you did sometimes you just don't click with people, and that's that happens. Yeah, yeah. and and obviously you left the show, um, which is really sad because. I was going to ask. Um, obviously, do you, th do you ever think we're going to get another twenty-four um, with 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 Keitha down the line? But obviously, you know, unless you you, I'm, I don't want to spoil it for anyone because I just think it's awesome that people can binge watch. Yeah, twenty-four. No, go now. watch it. Um, you know, I I I have a feeling that twenty-four, I think, is probably had its moment, and I think someone will need to invent the next twenty-four. Something. 
something. Oh, no, no. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know it's awesome. It can't ever end. Just like Country Comfort can't end. It's got to have a season two. I, did you keep I, from your mouth to God's ears? Yeah, exactly. I mean, did you keep anything from any of your shows or any of your films or yeah. you know your past I keep past? Stuff all the time. What's I, the? I was literally I was literally wearing a shirt from Country Comfort yesterday. No yeah. way. Yeah, oh, was, that is um, awesome. I, I have I have a lot of stuff from I have a lot of stuff from Haven too. Like I kept a lot of wardrobe from Haven. Um, <sighs> you know, they, they I still like my two favorite pairs of boots are from Haven. Wow. Well, yeah. the, you know what? Uh, the sponsors of my 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 show Prop Store, they they actually sell um, props from film and TV. <laughs> so if you've ever got a project that you're trying to get off off the ground. Uh, instead of doing like a Kickstarter or some something like that, contact Prop Store, tell them about your Haven um, stash, and I'm sure that would uh, because because the market for it is unbelievable. People pay a lot of money for something that's sure. worn or used. Yeah, so, I'm sure. So you never know. Um, so before we wrap up this wonderful in- interview with you, Eric, music. What is happening with mu- 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 music during lock- lockdown? Is that giving you any time to, to you know? It's giving me a lot of time music? to play songs for my son and to sing and, and play music with him. But um, I, I, have, I haven't, I've been thinking about it more and more lately about wanting to, you know, get back in a studio and write some songs and record some songs. But no plans right at the moment. But I don't know. There's stuff, there's ideas percolating. There's ideas percolating. Because your music is ab- absolutely awesome, um, you know. Oh, um, is, is it is it light on that 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 you've got? On light YouTube? on, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an awesome track, absolutely ab- absolutely awesome, and your voice nice, is, is 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 amazing. So I'm really shocked that you haven't, you know, pursued that more. Because well, maybe off the back of Country Comfort, do you know what I mean? There could be I hope, yeah, going on. you know, I think I, I look again. Music will always be my first love, so. You know, it's life and kids and work and you know you, you you have to sort of pick your battles but hopefully soon maybe maybe you maybe this will give me the push i need to oh that would be awesome and the next next time you're over in the uk i mean do you do you attend conventions a lot or is that no not a lot you know i i i you know like we when there's a reason to and we've gone to comic-con and done some of those things i I've had a blast. Like I know, I we did a we did an event in Paris a few years ago that was really fun. And and I, I love um, the opportunity when we get to go and you get to meet you know fans of projects you've done and to interact with people. Um, the 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 part that I can't really get behind is like those events where it's like people pay to get your autograph and you sit in a like a little thing and they I, I, I don't. I mean, I can't get down with that. I, I just no. it feels it doesn't. It, it, look, everyone's got to make a living, and and I and I understand mm-hmm. it. Um, but for me, like, I don't know. The, there's something sacred, I I guess, in my mind about the relationship between you know artists and their fans, and they mm-hmm. already you know look, they already buy your product, they already watch your show and go see your movie, like. To charge them for for an autograph, um, the, that I one mean, that one always just felt weird to me. So I, I I like doing those things like when it has nothing to do with that. I just don't yeah. like that. that. 
I mean, as a convention goer myself, you know, it is a weird <laughs> transaction. And and it is a transaction. You see the star and then you see the person helping them sat next next to them taking your money and then then, then they're signing some some something. So I completely understand where you're coming from. I mean, from yes. a star, it's got to be a weird sort of you know it's position to to be in. But maybe it just feels wrong. It just feels it just feels exploitive. <laughs> feels dirty. Um, yeah, it does. But... <laughs> it does. It honestly, it does. I, I I just I've seen it and I I I I I I got offered something like that one, or I, I actually ended up somewhere. And I didn't realize, like, that's what it was. Mm. I thought it was just, like, this fan event. And then I, I sort of noticed, like, people, like, in a queue to pay. And I was like, what are they, what are they doing? They're like, well, they're paying for the autographs. I'm like, for my autograph? I'm like, oh, no, no, hell no. I'm like, no, no, I'll give you the money back. And I basically was just like, I don't want, I'll give the money back. And oh. I'll just, like, I was like, this is fucked up. I was like, yeah. this was, yeah, yeah, it felt really gross and, like, Dirty is the right word. Just, oh, you had to take a like, shower yeah. afterwards and then <laughs> oh, yeah, speak like, to a shrink. Yeah. yeah but no, that's great. Myself. Eric, it's, you know what? It's been great chat, chat, chatting to you. Obviously, people can follow you on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the link is yeah. on the screen just there at Eric uh, Balfour. Nice, nice and simple uh, is your name. Um, before we go, what is next for you uh, after Country Comfort? <sighs> Right now, it is just focusing on being a dad, um, you know, hoping for a season two of Country Comfort and um, being a dad. That's it right now. That's that's my job. My job is to be Oliver's dad. That is awesome. And what a job it is to be a super dad and to be more super, as the show is called, because it's about finding out what makes people super. And straight away, you're a dad. And that is the biggest job that anyone can have uh, and the biggest role uh, that anyone can take to take on any plans for any more or is is one enough you know if if uh if if we're so lucky yeah man bring them on i wonder how many lockdown babies there's gonna be because uh no one's been going out and uh but but thankfully there's good stuff on tv at the moment like your yeah. show well so i appreciate no it more yeah babies. yeah thank you so much man i'm so glad you loved the show and enjoyed watching it and thank you You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. My world.